Hello, Miss Elsie. Hello, Miss Jess. How are you today? I'm well. You're going to be sounding amazing again. Because you're in the fancy studio. Yeah, I did listen to the last episode, and I have to say, I can definitely hear the difference, and it made me want to go out and buy a new one, like, right now. But Okay, can we can we just talk about what, what the microphone is, first of all? The one yes. that you're using right now that makes you sound so sexy. So good. <laughs> oh, so good. What is it? All right. What is it? It's an Electra Voice RE320. E-R. RE320. RE. RE320. <laughs> RE320. RE320. Electra Voice RE320, people. And you can sound as amazing as Jessica Coverman. If well, that's even possible. Well, okay. You do have to be born with talent as well. That's true. You do need the pipes. But not only does Can't that... talk so, like Michelle Wolf. Can I geek out a little bit? Because what happens yes, is not only it. does it go that, but then it goes through my DBX286 processor and then into my Mackie mixer. So you have compression and enhancement, a little de-esser on your voice. Mm, so do I? Yes, you do. So that means that even if I bought all the tools I could ever need to sound like this, it still wouldn't be as good because unless you're in my pocket all the time, I would have it to come. Work. I would have to come to your house and set it up. But I could. I haven't that. been able to. And get then you to once my house it's set up, then you'd years. be able to do it. That's so. true. I've asked John to come to my house probably five times in two and years. For we've dinner never, never had them. Yes, that's true. I yes, that's that is true. But so. anyhow. That's why, and it was nice because it was one of the things about, you know, doing this and, and bringing the equipment in here is hopefully bringing podcasters in and giving them a chance to just use different equipment or something like that. And it was nice because we had an emergency. Thankfully, you're only about a half an hour away and you could come over. And now, yes. and now it's like feeding a stray cat. I can't get rid of her. Oh, please. <laughs> feeding a stray cat. I wish that were true, but the truth is that like anytime I go anywhere here or anywhere, there's at least five different times that I think about how I could get out of it, and then I just go. But that's just introversion. That's not personal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I I totally understand. I mean, everything in my power does that as well, unless, this is the only caveat for me, is unless I have to go somewhere. And, I mean, going somewhere is about me, only me, meaning I'm only meeting me. <laughs> I'm only being with me. Then I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so, Is that even possible to only do you? Once in a while, like when I go to, you know, when I go to Pittsburgh and I have my client to go see my client in the morning or even when I go into the Lipson office, like that for me is for me. Like I'm like, oh, I got to go. I got to go because then I spend time with myself and that feels so good. That is a talent, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. You're funny. Can I tell you how... I'm going to give you guys a kind of like a lowdown of what's been going on in my life really Could quickly you? because be I'm feeling really, I'm kind of feeling a little bit sad, to be honest. Oh, no. Why? <sighs> because, yes. So last week, we finished recording. Spain? It's a goat thing. Oh. And um, so last week, we usually record on Wednesday. So for everybody, I know you guys are listening on Monday morning or Monday-ish, but we generally record on Wednesday. So not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, my little goat was not doing well. I had been observing something. This is Pine. This is the, the my little black goat. Um, and he wasn't doing well. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, something's up with this boy. He kept peeing. Like every few steps, he was just like peeing, but he he wasn't really peeing very much. He was just like dribbling. And I'm like, you know, I've seen this. I mean, I've had urinary tract infections. 
possible TMI, but I suffered from them not really well when I was younger. So I I was like, oh, that looks like he's having the pee stuff. And of course, through the night, I, I we started to read up on the things that could be happening with him. And we found out that male goats, if they are fed too much grain, there could be a miss sort of balance between phosphorus and calcium in their food or in the way that their bodies is dige- are digesting their food. And so what happens is little stones start to be made, little crystals inside of their bladder. And therefore, when they start to pee them out, they get stuck, obviously, in their little urethra as it starts to come out. So the poor boy had had these things because they were they were eating almost 100% grain just because it's easy. We get it. We give it to them. And we didn't know. We had no idea that this is a thing. So what are they supposed to eat instead? Uh, just graze. Graze out in the pasture and have hay, like literally just plants, plants and hay. Anyway, so the boy, we he it was awful, dude. I thought he wasn't going to make it through the night. He was in so much pain. He was just, every time he peed, like, he, his, he, it was awful. It was awful. I can't even describe it. And I thought, my gosh, I don't know. We're going to lose this baby. Um, we finally were able to take him to the vet the next day on Thursday. And sure enough, he had uh, an inch and a half long stone stuck in his little pee-pee. That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I know. And so they Holy had to give shit. him essentially surgery to remove it, right? So it also ripped the inside of his, not ripped it completely, but really kind of obviously cut the inside of his little pee-pee when it was coming out, right, of his, when he was going pee. And so they kept him overnight over the vets. We got him back like the next day on Friday. And we've been having to give him like shots of antibiotics and give him ammonium chloride, which is breaks down the rocks inside of his um, of his bladder so he can pee. And he started to do really, really well. Um, I was getting very excited. I'm happy to see him back and all the stuff. And oh, gosh. And then as of like last night or this morning, it's I'm I'm just thinking that he's not as good as I'm not, I'm I'm just afraid. I'm afraid because we're going to leave. We're going to leave like in like when the show comes out. When you guys are listening to this show, we are going to be en route to Pittsburgh, and we won't be back for almost two months here. And the goats are going to be babysat at a lovely area for Trustable? Goats. Trustworthy? Trustable, for sure, yeah. Yes, oh, absolutely. But um, but I'm just afraid because he, like this morning, his little head was down. He wasn't he, – he was drinking, and I saw him grazing, but he's still not the same, you know? And it seems – I'm like, I'm just – it just makes me so sad. And it, and usually when they have this, it's like the next step is if they develop it again, you either have to pay the big bucks, so we have to put them down because we can't afford, we can't afford to give him like massive surgery that he needs. You know, it's like upwards of thousands of dollars to, to clean him out and do all the things. You know. So you think he's not going to survive? I don't know. I'm. I certainly hope that he does. But I'm sad because I am so attached to those babies. How long has he had this problem? Do you know? Well, we, you know, when I was looking at him, I'm like, it seems like he was a little off, right? But when? I don't know. Always? I mean, that's never right. No, not always. Like, I mean, he might have had this like build up, like within like, I would say weeks, like it was just building up, building up. But I didn't know. I mean, we had no idea that this happened with coats. I mean, there's so many things that we, it, we're just learning, right? Um, and so he might have been suffering from this for a while. And 
it's just one of those things where, yes, he's recovering from surgery for sure from the in, inside of him. Um, and um, I just don't know if it's just normal healing, meaning he's not feeling well and he's kind of like hurting a little bit because he's recovering or if something else is happening. Like, I, I can't tell. I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, well, when you have like a baby a sometimes. Well, no, I'm not help? a vet. Totally. And so, but I'm just like, oh, I hope he feels better. And yesterday, holy cow, I, I, w- I totally missed an interview I had for a podcast, which is like the first time I've ever done that, where it's like literally I didn't even say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be late or I'm sorry we have to reschedule because that has happened the past, right? Where I've been like almost last moment going like, I'm sorry I had an emergency or blah, blah, and I've had to reschedule. This was like I saw in my email you know, 15 minutes later, hey, are you going to record? And I was like, oh, crap. And it's because this, these, both of these goats, especially the, the baby boy, he was going to the neighbor's house. Like every, he was just booking over to the neighbor's house and eating her garden. <laughs> so I had to go over there and physically push two baby goats away because they're now big. Like you can't, I mean, I can pick them up, but not both at the same time. But my God, he was being so feisty and so weird. And so I don't know if that was like his behavior to say like, I'm not feeling so hot or maybe it's all the carrying that I did because I had to pick him up and carry him many times back. I don't know if I heard him, you know, with all that. I don't know. I'm just being a goat mom is not easy. No, I can imagine it's not. It's terrible. So anyway, I well, just... you're not meant to mother a goat. You're meant to mother humans. I know. It's harder because we can't separate the. You're not going to be able to separate from a goat the way his mother obviously has. You know, it sucks. Yeah. And yeah, who who knew like these things happen too? So now you guys, if you have baby goats or you want to have male baby goats or you have, don't feed them grain. Who are you talking just feed to? Them, hey, the people who might want to have goats. Hey, people who are listening to this show. This show. Yes. That might want to have goats. Yeah. You don't think that they've heard your plight with the goats from the beginning and decided, funk that. Hey, listen. (laughs) All right, people. I'm doing another shout out here, guys. If anybody has goats, please send us some feedback. Send us some email feedback or some audio feedback would be great. If you have wanted to have goats or if if one of you, if anyone listening to this has a goat, Send me a picture of proof and I will send you a free She Podcast tote bag. <laughs> exactly. No, I... Okay, fine, fine. I you want guys. to... I will give a goats. prize to the first goat haver besides Elsie that listens to this show. Don't be advertising <laughs> it, Elsie. They have to actually listen to this episode and then email okay. feedback at ShePodcast.com so we can both see the proof. Don't be photoshopping okay. that shit. I know a photoshop picture. <laughs> I'm as a designer. I'm a designer. Don't even try it. I mean, not like it's the prize is like a million dollars. Like, what are they going to do? Clamor for a goat. Right. But I'm just saying, I go ahead. Do your you can do your PSA for goat lovers. But yes, I already did. And I, I bet you. OK, fine, fine. You guys send it in and then send and it in. Jessica for wrong. The love of Christ. Prove Jessica wrong. Do it. Okay, so now moving right along, though, we have to do listen to um, some tips from our lovely Danny and see what he has to say. Today, I'd like to talk to you about the Digital Audio Workstation, or DAW for short. This is the software that you use on your computer to record 
or edit or mix or master your podcast audio. There are several free DAWs out there. Audacity is a popular one, as well as GarageBand, which comes with most Apple computers. Audacity and GarageBand are great. They're free. They do a lot of things. But there are also some DAWs out there that you can pay for. Hindenburg, Audition, Pro Tools, Reaper, Studio One, Digital Performer, Cubase. Most of these cost under $500. And essentially what they allow you to do is have more functions and a faster workflow. So in this case, spending money will actually give you better tools and save you time. Hey, what's going on? This is Katie Kremitzos, and I am the host of the Biz Women Rock podcast. I want to tell you a little bit about why I chose to hire Danny Osmond at Emerald City Productions a little over a year and a half ago. I had been hustling and doing my own production of my show for three years already. I had it down to a science. I did it pretty efficiently. And even though Danny came to the table with immense amount of credentials, like the dude knows audio production. He does it so well. He's done it in so many different industries, but that's not what sold me on him. What sold me was the time that they would buy me in my business because I got to this point where I realized that even though I had streamlined my own production system, I was still spending time doing something that was not my zone of genius. So I made the decision to give it over to Danny. And guess what? I easily bought back two hours of my time a week, which I, of course, turned around and dedicated to growing my business, doing the things that I actually am here to do, which turned out great because in 2017, my business tripled from the prior year. And a lot of that is due to the fact that I finally outsourced the things that I might have been really great at, but weren't what I was supposed to be working on in my business. Thanks to Danny and the team at Emerald City Productions for taking care of and giving great quality to the content that I'm putting out there for my community and giving my time back so that I could spend that strategically growing my business and servicing my community members. Yay. Well, good. Yay. I'm always going to, number one, I have two comments. I know Katie's awesome. I have two comments here. One of them is that every time I, like if I all of a sudden was in She Podcast and somebody was commenting on like how to record or something like if i ever mentioned daw what's your daw what's your current daw what's your daw uh, what's your daw or, or else they would go so what's a daw and i'm like your digital audio workstation what's your what's your digital audio workstation what would you say my mic and my pooter i know <laughs> that's what i'd say <laughs> Pooter and Mike. Well, honest, Mike and Pooter. Because I had no idea. I've seen that word before. So now you guys know that instead of saying like, what do you record your podcast? Or what do you, what's your, you know, recording app? As in like Audacity or, you know, GarageBand and all of the things we know. Audition. That it's got a name and it's DAW. And it's yeah. a digital audio workstation. So now you know, like you're smarter than most people now. Because I still don't, I, it still feels weird to say that. It's kind of like... When you're talking outside of your comfort zone, have you ever done that? Like used a vocabulary term that you're, you, you kind of just learned. And then when you say it, it sounds like you're being all pretentious. No, I wouldn't dare do that. Every day. <laughs> I would never do that. Every day. <laughs> no, because when I was a freshman in high school, I had an English teacher that nailed into my head, communicate or, or uh, speak and write to communicate, not to impress. So I never do that. I always use a few words See? and the simple words so people can understand what you're saying. I use hard words a lot of the time, but that's because that's what you're I just because a, I do you're a big show off. That's why I love I love those <laughs> words. But mind you, "daw" is probably 
not necessarily something. Daw is not in my realm of. Yeah. It's not in my thought process, that one. Dying. So now we know. Also, dongle is a word I never use, even (laughs) though I know what it is. It's just stupid, so I can't use it. Dongle. Ridiculous. Sounds dirty. I have used that. I know. I actually have used dongle. I forgot who I said. I'm like, you know the dongle. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it was, but whatever. Yeah, it is a weird, it's a weird, a definitely a very weird, so weird. Uh, word. Very weird. Uh, and thank you, Katie, for that bit of advice, because that's true. I mean, for, you know, there's a lot of us who really love to the whole, do the whole thing, the podcasting thing, and that's great. But there's, um, even if we can do it, I think that there comes a point when if you are running something else, like a business, like Katie does, then it's a great investment or like like she's she put it like buying back her time which is cool so there you have it yay can i ask Um, you an off topic slightly question do you use sanebox or anything to organize your email or do you just let it all come in and then filter as you go i actually have it let it i let it come in but i i manage my email on my phone how? And then I process my email on the computer. What do you mean you manage on your phone? Like you open the phone and swipe, 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 swipe? Yes, I do that. And then all of my email boxes come in there. I use Dispatch. It's I know how to, I know what to do in that to kind of get rid of things quickly. And that's how I process it. So by the time I finish processing it on the phone, I generally see the emails that I need to get back to in mm-hmm. front of me. It's kind of like those those are the ones I need to address. And that's when I go into my computer and that's when I respond back to emails. I'm having an issue because I use SaneBox and the news category is so overflowing that like I get just an unreasonable amount of email, but also I don't train it often. So everything goes in there and then I miss important stuff. And I don't know what to do about it. I don't know. I mean, I guess I just have to take the time to train it, but I don't want to. (laughs) I just want it to go away. I don't know what to do. um, I don't know if I should just turn it off and then let everything come in my inbox. Right now, my unreads is like 2,000, though, which is unbelievable. But it's because they're all in different folders. Like, I have 27 in the bulk, 21 in the later. And I mean, do I want 100? I mean, I just don't know what to do. How do people? What do I do? (laughs) What the fuck do I do? I don't know. I do have a missing piece of my workflow, which is like if I don't address, like if I don't take care of the emails within two days, let's say, uh, uh, tops, meaning like if I wait yeah. like three to four days and I don't get back to really sit down and process them on the computer, then what tends to happen is I miss some critical ones to get back to. Like just the other day, I was sitting at the computer processing the email. And then as I was doing that, I realized that I had gotten, and this is what I say, critical stuff, like somebody who was inquiring to hire me for marketing, podcast marketing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, crap. You know, it was like, it's, it's one of those things where like those I need to get back. Like the reason I didn't get back to them right away is because I don't like to respond to those emails when I'm on the phone. I rather sit down at the computer and, and write out a little bit something. It feels more comfortable for me to write it down on the computer. And I thought, oh, I'm going to get to this. But then I had, you know, all of the emergency things last week with Pine and whatnot. And that actually put me back and I wasn't able to process a lot of stuff. And then all of a sudden I missed it. It was like 
Oh, crap. Yeah, like I'm just realizing so, I missed something from a coaching client. And now I'm mad. That's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like there's there's things like off. that where it's terrible, but I think I have to filter through these two thousand emails. Oh balls! All right, okay. Well, <gasps> there's that. <sighs> okay. But um, you know, I kind of wanted us to talk a little bit about our event that we're doing in. Um, yes, podcast. could we? Yes. Well, not yes. at Podcast Movement because we're not the doing before, it at Podcast Movement. The day before yes. everyone gets there is when it is. Yes, it's on Sunday. It's that Sunday before. I believe it's the 21st. Am I correct in that? Or am I 22nd? 22nd. Okay. So here's the thing, guys. When um, Jess and I started She Podcast, we actually started She Podcast in June. In June, like 2014, which was when we started the show. And that was like, I believe that was the very first podcast movement. Is that correct, dude? 2014 that was the first yeah no I think that was a very first podcast movement it wasn't i was pregnant at that one and that's the yes, year we wore were. cowboy hats yes that's right was i not pregnant at the next one which was 2015 was that the one that was still in doubt then yes you're right i was pregnant at the first yes. one yep you're right yeah so then yeah Jess was pregnant. We had just started She Podcast. We attended Podcast Movement that day. That was actually um, the first time we were together after after we started She Podcasts. Like okay. the first time that Jess and I were actually together after we started the show. And then um, so what we did that year, because it was so new, the show was incredibly new. And I believe that Podcast Movement was in August that year. Um, we essentially had an impromptu she podcast meetup at mm-hmm. um, inside of the the hotel. It was super like, hey guys, let's just meet, right? It was one of those things where I think it happened. I don't think we even knew before we were going to do that. It was literally happened uh, at the in the process, and we showed up and we had so many people show up. Uh, so many women, particularly, yeah, show up to that bar. It was so fun. Eighty women, I think, eighty to a hundred people were there. We totally, yeah, we like sold it, it out, kind of by accident. And it was super loud. We could barely talk with each other. I remember I yeah. was going from like little group to group to group, and it was just it was crazy. You could hear that little bar from like when you were just walking by. <laughs> because it yeah. was so loud. It was great, though. Um, it was and empowering. It was, it was amazing. It was super fun. Loved doing that kind of thing. I think that the next year we did, um, even before Podcast Movement, we went to New Media Expo, we had um, a little event, right? Not event as in like a greet, meet and greet together um, where we kind of sat to each other. Natalie Ekdahl um, sponsored that event. So she got everybody a drink and she was there greeting everybody as they came in at the door. And she met a lot of people there. We met a lot of our people there too. And it was really sweet. That was in Vegas for New Media Expo. Uh, And so we started to feel like this is really great. I mean, people are kind of looking to have our what we have to bring to the table. And Podcast Movement, actually, the next year, yeah. offered us a day. Yeah. Bef- like, essentially a day before we started, right? Yes. It was like, now they're doing the PMX TED Talk thingy-majiggers and, like, those, um, I don't know what, there's, like, five-minute talks or something that they do the day before the Podcast Movement actually starts. 
But when we did it, there, I think there were two there were two events. One of us, it was us, and then there was somebody else that was going on at the same time that were doing like a how to podcast something or other, I think. And uh, so that was really great too. We we had um, basically lessons that we taught. I, I don't remember how many hours. It was like five hours. We had lunch and we tried to have lunch in between. That was a fiasco. Um, and then, and they got agendas and notebooks and it felt like it was really great. We had a lot of women in there that were really super excited to kind of learn the things that we brought to the table. Yeah. Um, that year it was, and that's really how we cool. made so we, many friends. Actually, we made so many friends that year. Cause that's where I learned. That's where that actually the first year is where I met Katie, but that second year is when I met Ramona, Dr. Ginger, um, Dr. E, Christy Hausler, um, I think Jessica Rose was that year. So many women that year that I didn't know before. It was amazing. So fun. Yeah. It was really, it was really awesome for us to be able to do that. Uh, and that's kind of like where we started with, with that. And then it, it kind of continued to change. We've done a couple of live things again where it was like, you know, keynote presentation, check out Jess, here's what Elsie has to say that kind of thing, right? So we've mm-hmm. kind of done a little bit more of that. And we've each done also individual sessions where we talk about the things that we we want, specifically within podcast movement. Last year, we did, you know, a panel and Jessica did, um, she did a, what you did a session, right? It was just you talking about sponsorship and whatnot, mm-hmm. right? Um, and yeah. then we did a live show, right? And we did a, a live show where we just kind of sat up there and that was last year too. So we've done those kinds of things. But I think we're getting to a point now where one of the things, at least for me, and I'm speaking just just from myself, what tends to happen of a lot of this, these events is that there's a lot of information that's coming out, at, coming at you. So you do get inspired and you take a lot of notes. That Mm -hmm. that for sure happens. The other thing that happens is that you do make friends and you feel that the experience is also really awesome. And those are two wonderful things that you get when you attend things like this. Where I have noticed that things fall apart or fall down the wayside is the actual, actual implementation of things. Where you get all these ideas, you go home, and then you don't quite know what to do next. And you're so excited by the experiences, but you don't really have a follow-up way. There's no way to kind of keep going. And even if you go like, you know what, I want to see the virtual ticket and I kind of want to learn some more. I'm I'm feeling that like it, it was challenging, at least for a lot of people. And so we thought this time, can we get a group of women together with us instead of like sitting back and being like, here, sit down and we will teach you it's a little more hands-on. It's kind of like, let's do the work, ladies. Let's get on this. Let's sit down. Let's work through some of this stuff. Let's, you know, I'll bring in all of the e-league essentials teachings. I will do little audits on everybody that chooses to come into play. This work will be done for you before you even get to see us. So we can use each other as examples, things that are working, things that are not working, things that you really want to work on. And then Jessica can do her thing in terms of like money making, marketing, sponsorship, and getting all of those, all of those questions answered that a lot of us, you know, there's so many questions that we see in She Podcast, the group, where it's like, how do I, you know, how do you get a sponsor? Go. I just got a phone call with a sponsor. What do I do? And it's like, um, yeah. there's so many bits. And you, Jessica cannot go inside of the group 
and write down the minutia and the nuances <laughs> that right. you need to know well, about that's why the I'm trying to write a book exchange. for people for the love of all that is yeah. holy. But I will say this, like, I also think it's really important. And it's we also were very strategic in doing this event before podcast movement, because once you right. go through this this day with us, you'll be able to better prioritize after that what you really need to learn we didn't want you to go through four days of frantic session attending and then have us tell you all the stuff you just attended so this way we're trying to give you something customized to your show and whatever you don't get from us which could be storytelling or um you know meeting the people from panoply or just whatever else you wanted to do you can spend your time at podcast movement in a better more strategic way because You've already learned the things you need to learn for your specific show first. That was the idea. Yeah. And also the other thing, too, is that there are some examples. Like one thing that I do with a lot of people that come to me, and especially when I when I, I look at and kind of do a little bit of an audit of the things that you're doing, who your audience is, how you're reaching them, what would best suit you, there is always already an existing example of somebody who is in fact being successful implementing the type of tools that I would let's say tell you to follow right mm -hmm. and so when that happens is like you'd be able to go like you know what you should definitely go talk to so and so when you go to podcast movement because they're actually doing what I'm just talking about you can definitely go in talk to these people and say like gosh you know I'm trying to do this and that could be more strategic connections that I feel are so much more beneficial and I think when we get some feedback from Stacey Sims here very soon you guys will you'll understand how much more power there is in podcasting that I think a lot of us are not really implementing in terms of growing. Um, so those are the kinds of things that I want you guys to know. And also, it's like there's there could be a lot of nuanced questions that we can definitely answer for you face-to-face. Um, -face. So let's say we could do like a case study. And that's something that I've been really wanting to do. Like if for especially those of you who get in at the early bird price, which is essentially two, I think we have either, do we have a week left or two weeks left? I don't remember. I think um, once you you guys check this out, you commit, we'll do, or I'll, at least on my side of the equation, I'll do some work on you and we can definitely do a case study with everybody together and seeing, you hear this? This works really well. I really love this. You see this? This isn't so hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we can definitely start to look at the things that actually work or are not working in terms of optimizing so that you, you can t get the tangible, like you could get the approach and go like, oh, I get this now versus, I don't know what she's talking about. She's always talking about all this like... <laughs> crazy stuff and I don't get it so if you see it it'll make so much more sense uh and it it's a, such a pleasure I mean Jess and I have done in another podcast movement Jess and I just did one-on-ones with people where yes, we would we scheduled a bunch of you know people. Don't, yes. that was so fun that was our most preferable so thing which is why we're doing this yeah. now because it's like instead yeah. of taking up eight separate out you know like how many clients i think we had like 10 clients and then each of us had like one yeah. or two of you know that was 12 hours but each one got an hour this way you'll get the whole time from both of us you'll right. get three exactly. from her and three from you know and and you'll get the benefit of the your peers being there too so yep. it's good it was and it was awesome to just be able to sit with each other and um 
kind of work through a lot of this stuff. So yeah. please, you guys, it's going to be amazing. We would love, love, love to have you. And if you're in the East Coast, come on, you got to get on over there. And really? if you go over to shepodcast.com slash, is it Philly VIP or Philly 20? What is it? Oh, my God. I suck uh, about this because I know... I know there's a revitalized. Philly so VIP. I made two Philly VIP. Philly VIP. Philly VIP. P H I L L Y V I P. Shepodcast.com. Philly VIP. Yeah. Uh, you can find slash. the link in the show notes right at the top. So if you guys are listening right now, just go ahead and apply. Just do it. Start the movement. Because what do tends it. to happen is you guys will sit back and just be like, I wish that I could. I wish that I had. I wish. Forget the wishing. Just do it. Come and see us and you will not regret it. I can totally guarantee that for sure from both of us. So mm-hmm. anyway, anyhow. All right. I we have do it. so much cool stuff so, to talk about today. And not that we that's totally not the coolest do. thing happening because it is. Totally. Totally. But like, let's. you know what? We're going to switch it up a little bit here and going to weird and wild show of the week. Weird and wild. Weird and wild. Weird and wild show of the week. So last um, episode, I did do a little bit of a shout out. And I said to Stacy Sims, I mm-hmm. said, Stacy, you must send us some audio feedback about some podcasts that have to do with Game of Thrones. Yeah. And she totally delivered. So she did let's not go give ahead and hear audio, a, But she did. She did. She, no, what are you talking about? She sent some audio in here. And I'm going to actually stop within oh. the, fir- in the first half. John, I'm going to stop in the first half. And then we're going to go to the rest of it. Because the first half is r- is something that I do feel it's incredibly important for us to discuss. So take it away, Miss Stacy. Hey, Jess and Elsie. This is Stacy Sims from Diabetes Connections. And I about fell off my chair when I was listening to She Podcasts recently, so and Elsie asked me to send in some Game of Thrones podcasts. Now, diabetes is what my podcast is all about. My son has type 1, and the show is all about news and information for that community. But my pop culture passion and obsession is Game of Thrones, and really the books that the show on HBO is based on, and the books are A Song of Ice and Fire. And if you haven't read them yet, Stop listening. Go read the books. But seriously, there are so many great podcasts to recommend. So, Elsie, I'm thrilled that you asked. And before I list them, it's worth noting, I think, that these podcasts in particular are a great example of how a podcast community can operate successfully, kind of like a rising tide carries all boats. Because I started listening to one of these podcasts And I gradually was led to the others because of the hosts. They are generous. They have each other on as guests. They share information. They don't view each other as competition. And because of that, I think their whole community is going to continue to grow. And imagine if we all did that, how much stronger the podcasting community would be. So hats off to them for um, the confidence. I think that's what it is, right? The confidence to be able to do that. So I just want to comment on that. I've never met her in person or heard her speak before. What? And oh, wow, she sounds amazing. She sounds yeah, so cool. Yeah, she's awesome. Holy she's crap. a Mike, she, she's a superstar. She's an yeah. eager. Yay. So so here's something that Stacy brought forth and this is something that I feel very strongly that podcasters can do far and above better than anybody else. And for whatever reason, it feels like the more podcasts come into the scene, the less that this is um 
being seen front and center um, because we tend to now be like, okay, I have a podcast. My podcast is the best. My podcast. I'm here by myself. I'm doing this thing. When I started podcasting, what she's talking about is exactly what happened. The reason I became so podcast obsessed is because the podcast that I was listening to always mentioned another podcast, whether it was something that they loved to listen to or whether it was actually a podcast that was in their, in their same genre all the time. It's how I got to know all of the Mac podcasters and became a fan of every single one of their shows. It's why I listen to all the different ones because they tend to talk about each other a lot. It's something that's incredibly prevalent in the pop culture, TV, especially the TV genres. They've start, they've done that so many different times. In fact, like with way back in the day, the Lost, the Lost podcasters out there are the ones that started to share a lot of that kind of stuff. Battlestar Galactica was another one that was really huge at when it first started, like in 2005, doing podcasts and putting themselves out there. And the more you listen to these pop culture shows, the more you kind of know that there's other ones out there and then they grow and unfortunately nowadays in fact I just had a conversation with somebody else who for some reason was mentioning they're like well yeah it seems like podcasters or podcast listeners now only listen to x amount of podcasts and if you talk about this podcast on your show what if they go listen to that podcast and think that that podcast is better and then now they're not listening to your show and it was like actually, I don't think that that's ever happened to me. Like once I (laughs) fall in love with you, I don't like all of a sudden move on to the next one and forget you. Like that doesn't happen. It's you're now just part of who I want to move into. And so I challenge all of us to, instead of thinking of ourselves in silos, or let's say you have a wine show or you're serving goats maybe does anybody have a goat show because i'd love a goat show to listen to but anyway if you have a goat show make friends with other goat podcasters i mean it there's going to be plenty of space out there for everybody everybody brings something different to the table so it's great for us all to continue to to grow and then it's so fun when you go to things like comic-con or like all of these different conventions that are that have to do with your own stuff, with your own niche, to to meet fellow podcasters because that's also something that brings you together. And I'm not talking about podcast like podcast movement. I'm talking about whatever is in your industry and to see your fellow podcasters there is just so empowering. So do you have anything to say or add about that, Jess? No, not really. I mean, I think you said all the things and um <laughs> And, and talking, yeah, and you covered it. All right. All right. So, okay, Stacy. so now share with us some of the podcasts. Book-focused. They definitely mention the TV shows, but there is a big assumption that you've read the books for most of these, or at the very least, you won't mind book spoilers. So if you're okay with that, my favorite is History of Westeros. That's the one where I started, and it is amazing. They've been doing it for years, a deep dive into the books and into the show. That led me to Radio Westeros. Radio Westeros is almost like a radio station would sound if it were coming from the world where A Song of Ice and Fire is set. So in addition to analysis and and looking at all these different aspects of the books, they have commercials, they play some music. It's a really cool take on an informational TV show podcast. I like Game of Owns. That one took me a little while to get into 
because you have to listen to it once or twice to really get the groove um, beyond the analysis of the show and the books. They kind of have their own language, but they're a lot of fun once you get into it. So give them a chance. The newest one I'm listening to is called Not a Podcast, which is a takeoff of the author, George R.R. R. Martin's blog, which is called Not a Blog. So it's Not a Podcast, A-O-S-I-A-F, A Song of Ice and Fire. And they are going chapter by chapter from the very beginning of the books. So if you're just starting to read, Elsie, maybe that's the one you want to do a, a quick listen to because most of the rest of the podcasts will have spoilers for all the books. And even though this one does, it's kind of fun to just go chapter by chapter. There is another one I'll recommend. I think Elsie will like it, although it's not my cup of tea. It's called Mythical Astronomy of a Song of Ice and Fire. And this host breaks down the imagery and the mythology in the series uh, with his uh, astronomy knowledge. It is amazing. It's a little woo-woo out there for me, but I think it's a lot of fun. goes to show there's something for everybody, even within an individual fandom. So I hope that gets you started. I hope you enjoy those shows. Thank you for asking, and happy listening. Bye, Stacy. Oh Bye, Stacy. Thank you so Beauty much for booty. delivering. So great. I mean, it's like, how cool is that, that there's all of these little bits and pieces? So... And to add to all that, guys, now you you all are going to have to do this. So <laughs> she mentioned all of those podcasts. I started to listen to a couple of them already because I cannot get enough. And I am for sure really into the books first, mm-hmm. although I'm, you know, I'm anyway. But my favorite one she didn't mention, and it's the one that I started with. And and as of now, I've listened to two of the ones that she has shared I'm still, my heart still belongs to the first one that I started to listen to, which is called Davos Fingers. And it's a group of three friends talking, and they are going through the books chapter by chapter as well. So they'll cover five chapters for, per episode, um, and each of the hosts talks about it. They do like a, a summary of the, sh- of the chapter, and they discuss it. And then once they discuss for about, I would say for about 45 minutes to 50 minutes after they get to that 50 minute mark going through those five chapters, then they do this thing called Davos After Dark. And after Davos After Dark, that means that if you are a newbie and you just want to read, you know, and not be spoiled, that's where you stop listening. But if you want to hear them because they've read the books many times in the past, and so then they discuss like spoilers afterwards. Um, and so the last 20 minutes or so are all spoiler full and they tell you and there's like a, a thing that they trans, you know, trans, translate into this part and then you kind of let it go. Now, what's another really cool thing about this is that one of the guys, Matt, um, at least when I start, mind you, I'm, I've gone all the way back. So as Jess was talking about in the last episode, this has been part of people's lives for almost a decade, right? Because the, I don't remember that show premiered in 2010 or 2011 or something like that. So I've gone all the way back to listen to these guys talk. And in the second season, like when they started to talk about the second show, the second book, the guy Matt wrote his own songs for in between. Mm. So every time they go through a point of view from like one of the characters, he's written a tiny 30 second or less diddle, like little diddle, little diddle <laughs> for that sp- little diddle diddle for that specific character. And at first I was a little disturbed because I was like, I don't want to hear this because it's like a guitar. It's a guitar tune. And I'm like, this is silly. 
But then all of a sudden, I really started to fall in love with these random pieces of music that are in between each each chapter discussion. And I kind of and he's I'm at the part now where he is going to publish this as an album. And I don't know if he actually has done it because I've stopped on second book. I have to start on book three and I'm sure I'll find more out during book three. But mm-hmm. um, but I love the fact that he's put on a, a, a show uh, or like a, an album of music that he wrote and that is original music for it. So I just thought that was really cool. Anyway, thank you guys. If you guys want to read along with me or listen to some of these shows, go for it. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Daniel J. Lewis does a podcast, the Once Podcast, and the well, show went it's off. It's over now, right? Yeah, the show yeah. just went off. And they just did. They're going to do their 350th episode, which is coming up, yeah. which is kind of the recap of the whole series. But their co-host, like they were just, it was kind of, it was neat and sad at the same time because the co-host was, they were talking. She says, like, when I started watching the show, I was living in a certain state. I wasn't married yet. Now I'm Mm. married. I've moved four times and I have a a two-year-old son. You know, so it's crazy how much time they've spent. And he has (laughs) a a forum over there and they get feedback. And there's, you know, all these people that are into the show. And it's almost like, it's like, oh, now what are we going to do? So, you know, yeah. I get it. And and for me, like when I find a podcast that I love, I mean, that's a happy day for me because I do. I go back and listen to other shows. And so and on my show, the one that I do at the end, I always we have podcast shouts for the, the, the shows that we listen to and the shows that we like. So if somebody's listening to us and they like us, here's some other shows like 10 or 15 of them to go listen to. You have one hour, an hour and a half of a week. And if people that listen to podcasts like we do, we need more content. Yeah. Mm. And I and you make you make space for the things that you love. And the other thing, too, is like it's the capacity for you to to really value it doesn't diminish when you don't listen. And I think that that's something that we have to understand as podcasters. It's sort of like uh, and I'm just going to put this in a in a maybe in a, in a lens that maybe doesn't resonate with everybody. But it's like one of those things where if you have kids, like there's a certain time when you're pregnant and when the babies are infants where you're really caught up with, through that lens. Like all you want to know is like how to take care of yourself when you're pregnant or how to take care of the baby when it's an infant. But then when they grow up, it doesn't mean you completely dismiss that. It doesn't mean that I'm obviously I'm not doing pregnancy research and infant research, but I am still interested in child development and want to help my fellow, you know, women that are going through this. And, and I still remember what it was like. And I may occasionally listen to some. I mean, some of my podcasts, one of my favorites is called Mom in Mind, and it has to do with uh, perinatal mental health. And for me, that's a very, very big thing that I care about. I care about the mental health of women who have just either are pregnant or are having babies. And so... It, it doesn't necessarily, I don't listen to that podcast every single week. Like it's not something that I do, but it, I always touch base with it. I always touch base with her. I want to know what that conversation is like because I think Dr. Cat is awesome. So anyway, all I'm saying is that don't think that just because you are outside of a phase or you, you know, you're not, you're, you know, I don't think I'm ever over a podcast. I don't ever go like, oh, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm so over them. I can't listen to them anymore. It just simply becomes like you're on to the next thing, but it doesn't mean that you don't love them or you don't support them or you won't share them or you won't go back. Right. It just that doesn't ever happen. Right. At least for me, it doesn't. Um, right. Yeah. Right. 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 right Anywho, right. let's move on to some news. How about that? 
Could we? The news yes. you can use. <laughs> yes! For the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. So, dear listener, mm-hmm. how many times yes. now that you hear that, like when it starts, do you mouth the news you can use and do the whole thing? Yep. See, it's audio branding. We need to hear that. Feedback at gpodcast.com. Is that what that is? Feedback at gpodcast.com. Send us some feedback and tell Jessica how many times you sing that diddle as she's singing it. <laughs> audio branding. Uh, so, Jessica, you wrote this in here. Right? This first bit of news here. I missed that. So you scooped me on this. How about that? Get out. Shut your Get out. mouth. I you totally scooped me. I had not seen it. I had not seen it. <laughs> That's breaking I news. I cannot believe it. I've never been able to scoop Elsie once. No. Never. This is my first time in four <laughs> years, five years. Five years. Well, <laughs> then I'm going to report it. Okay. Yes. So, according to an article at TechCrunch, Apple Podcasts now hosts more than 550,000 active shows. In fact, uh, when they started in 2005, they had 3,000 shows. Now, it's half a million. The new numbers include 18.5 million individual episodes representing 155 countries in more than 100 languages 50 billion episodes have been streamed or downloaded since launch numbers that are obviously on the upswing 2016 saw 10 billion and last year's number was 13.7 billion the company also revealed today that stuff you should know has officially become the first podcast to cross the fairly staggering 500 million downloads wow pretty interesting now i thought i saw that there were 25,000 submitted just since April, but I don't see that number now. So let me go back and check. Yeah, I think it's like, I think that what it is, is that they just, um, what you got that number from is that it said Apple podcast currently hosts north of 550,000 active shows, a bump from the 525,000 the company reported back in April. Oh, so it's that's a, where yeah, you got here that it number. Is. Stats from Apple podcasts. It was just at that sentence, Hunter. I mean, it's, I called you Hunter. Did you? I just called you I love Hunter. when that happens. Not. That's what no, I think it was just from that sentence, Jess, when you saw that, that it was like, you know, no. one, now it's 550,000 and then it was no, 525 in April. It's not. It's not. In pod news, it says Apple podcast now has over 550,000 shows, 25,000 added since the last announcement on April 30th. But yet well, when I click have, yeah. through... I cannot find the article that says that. So that that tiny piece of the stat was um, supplied by Pod News, and I cannot find where it's supposed to back it up. But anyway. it's just in that it's from that sentence in the text. But I like article. that you think that you have to correct and parent me like Hunter. No, because <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Like you're right. explaining things to me but as it would if. Be- as if it, I'm it, 10. But, yeah, it would have been a different voice. It would have been a different voice if it was May. It would have been a completely different I'm voice. I'm sure it you're right. Been like a scary I have no voice. Doubt. Scary, screamy voice. Scary but mommy. I guess voice. I should be grateful. Is that what you're saying? Grateful? That- <laughs> no. 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 But that's, like, I mean, this is a huge, this is huge. This is massive. Massive growing. And yes. mind you, they say, 
550,000 active shows. So they acknowledge that there's actually more of the shows that are just up there. As you know, but there's many of us that are aware that many of the shows that we even bump into as of now have stopped being produced mm-hmm. because that that's what happens. There's lots of people who leave the show up there and then you never hear from them again. Uh, and that's it, right? It's like, the end and uh they just happen to be up there and they're still being seen so yep this is a big number and it actually came it actually leads us to um this information came from apple because right now as we're speaking mind you it's going to be over by the time you guys hear this but wwdc 2018 which is the world uh, wide development conference for Apple is happening right now in San Jose. And they just had the keynote happen this Monday, June 4th. So a week from when you guys are listening, there weren't very many things that were uh, announced that are heavily podcast centric. I guess uh, one of the big things that was put out there is that the podcast app will now be supported on watch OS. So um, this just means that you can stream music, you know, because you can have actually the music streaming onto your phone. But now podcasts are offering the same thing as well. So when you start listening to something on your iPhone and you decide, you know, you are going to put your iPhone down and just use your phone, now you can listen and it will sync to the podcast app on your other devices. Uh, You can also ask Siri to play whenever you want to hear um, a podcast I think it's useless. I find the Apple Watch to be the most useless invention there is. I had one for about a week. Yes, you did. I remember that. And <laughs> it's annoying because you can see a phone call coming in, yet you can't answer it. If you try to answer it, you have to hold the watch up to your ear to hear what the other person is saying because it doesn't have, at the time, I mean, there was less Bluetooth headphones and there was no jack for headphones, which would not make sense anyway because you can't walk and have a headphone plugged into it in your ears or you would constantly rip them off your head. But I'm assuming that the speakers on these are not better. So what the hell do you need podcasts on there for? How are you going to listen? I think that I guess I think it hooks up to Bluetooth. Bluetooth now. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I, I think that that's the way it goes. And then since you have just the Apple EarPods, they can help and they can Which also do are that. stupid because they're just little sticks. Anybody who's as fidgety as me can't just put a stick in my ear and it hoped it that it like stays in there. It's impossible. Well, now, guys, you're going to have to send in. At, let's get some more feedback, people. Come on. Feedback at gpodcast.com. How do you listen on, on watchOS? I don't have watchOS. I don't have I don't have the Apple Watch. I kind of don't want the Apple Watch. Uh, but I'm sure that this is helpful for some people. There's a lot of people who kind of did feel that this is something important, that this is something that they they wanted to have. What this does open to is that it allows for background playing on on watchOS as well, audio playing, which means that some of the other apps, because Castro and Overcast, I know, do have watch components, meaning watchOS components, where you can download the app onto the phone. And there are podcast apps that are already accessible in the phone. And this is something that they've done because there's been a request from the listeners. To, I mean, the podcast listeners. So obviously, 
people are doing this. So if you happen to have a an Apple Watch and you are a heavy Apple Watch user and you do listen to podcasts on Apple Watch, send us some feedback. Send it over feedback at shepodcast.com. Tell us how you how you do it. Uh, I don't have it. Uh, again, I don't want it. <laughs> but this seems to have been like the biggest thing that has come out in terms of um, the podcasting stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that... Um, I'm not sure how many people are actually using this. And maybe, John, you can chime in here about this. But it seems like now FaceTime, FaceTime is getting its biggest upgrade in years. It will now support group calls with up to 32 participants. What? I know. And the video. Yep. And so now the video calling service is also integrated into the messages app. So from a group chat, one tap can launch a FaceTime with all participants. So, and of course, you can naturally use that as a group calling onto the FaceTime app for macOS. So that there's that. So 32 participants can do that. So you can call, you could have a group call with FaceTime up to 32 people. I don't know why. That's a random number, don't you think? 32? Like, wh- why 32? Yeah, why so not? Weird. Right. Why well, not 27? It's, it's, it's a division of two, two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four. 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64. So they can't do, thir- well, right, 64. Yeah, right. right. So, it, you know, so they couldn't do 64. So I guess 32. I mean, 30, could you imagine? 32 people in this room would give me hives. Okay. I can't <laughs> imagine 32 people on a call. But, you know, it could be really huge for podcasting and recording where, uh, you know, for recording guests because that's like one of the biggest things where you can't record uh, a guest mm-hmm. because they don't have the technology, have a microphone, but everybody has, you know, an iPhone or something like that where they could use and come in that way and you could record them that way. I was just talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about those, the things that you can use to record like Zencaster and Cast and ringer and all them and it's just like you know they're close but there's they're just not i don't want to say reliable but there's like they all have little glitches that Mm -hmm. just doesn't give you what you really want and it's a sin they're close but you know like the one does one thing like one will uh won't duck like if you talk when i talk it won't duck one of our voices which i think is you know is really you, you need that and then the other thing is that you know one doesn't it doesn't have the same kind of audio quality or some drift. Like when you're talking for a while, one voice drifts more than the other. And then, you know, so that's tough. So that's the hardest part about podcasting is we have these people that are remote that we want to bring in and it's hard to record them. So maybe this will help. Yeah, maybe this will help. Cause there is a substantial, I know that there's a substantial difference. Like let's say um, if Jessica calls me via FaceTime audio um, mm-hmm. I definitely can hear a difference in her voice. It sounds so when, much better, I think. Yeah, it sounds so much better. Exactly. So I think that you're right. Maybe this will be a, a good a good way to bring more than one person. Maybe an easy way to do it. Mind you, back in the day when when FaceTime actually came onto the computer uh, for the first time, because at first it was just the phone, and then there was an update where FaceTime did come into the computer. Mm-hmm. Ecamm Call Recorder also created an app, just in the same way that it does now to record Skype. There is an app for Ecamm Call Recorder that is FaceTime-specific. That said, I do believe Jess and I, back when we start, I think that the FaceTime thing must have come out sometime in 2014 or 2015 
somewhere around that, right? When we started She Podcast Ish. Yeah. And I remember we attempted to connect via FaceTime, and I think we had a pretty big fail. (laughs) I believe there was something that didn't work out. I'm like, we could do it like this, Jess. And uh, I tried to do the recorder or something, or I don't know what it was, but it didn't really work out. Mind you, I haven't tested it out again because... At that, I remember at that time we had very little. Still, actually, still, this is this is true. We don't really have the time to be testing stuff. Like we need to go and do it. Like there's mm-hmm. no time to get on and go. Like, hey, Jess, do you want to test this out and see if it works? <laughs> and let's waste an hour not recording because we troublesho- we're troubleshooting the entire time. Like yeah, that's not yeah, an yeah. option for yeah. us. But so, since I never thought yes. about that, you we are really recording. We are recording your phone call and. Yes. If we used FaceTime and you had a better mm-hmm. audio quality, not that you wouldn't record yours anyhow, but like say right. something happened and I had to go to this backup, then it would be better quality. Like say something mm-hmm. happened, That's knock true. on wood, and yours didn't record. I would have no right. problem now pulling this. It would just sound like you're on the phone. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe I know you guys hate Maybe testing. Maybe we should try stuff. it at some we point. We should try it next time. I don't hate testing as long yeah. as we have a backup. Right. I don't care. Yeah, as long as we don't have to do it. I think the problem is as long as we don't have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. It's the problem. It's like, if it didn't work, fine. But if we still have something, I think that that's the that's Yeah, we the had that three-week rough patch where, you know, we're a little twitchy now with any other kind of yeah. technology. Yeah, because it's so hard. I mean, the investment of energy is just a lot. And you can't repeat it. I mean... It's really hard to repeat stuff sometimes when you're like, oh, my God, i got to do it again. You and I have had to do it more than once. Not a lot, but more yes. than once. And I have to say, sometimes it works out for the better. But for the most part, we are faking our enthusiasm 100%. We have to redo yeah. a show. Yeah, I mean, it's better. It's hard. There was somebody one time. There was like one time where I lost an interview when I was doing Lady Business Radio and we had just gotten through. It was a long interview. It was very detailed and whatever. And I was like, we'll have to talk in like two months. I couldn't do it again. I couldn't yeah. ask her the same questions. I couldn't listen to her answers again. I could not do it. No. I was it like, is, I'll just yeah, call you is, in two months and do it again. And it was fresh when we did it the second time. Thank God. But that's because I, uh, I we had to wait. Have to wait. Yeah. I don't know how people do that. I mean, it it really is kind of annoying. It is. See, like, I wouldn't mind, like, if we do our show again or something, it's so much better when we don't do the same thing. Like, let's say, let's record again tomorrow, but we definitely have different topics because it's it's just hard to say it again. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. Yeah. Okay. So, finishing up the WWDC stuff, the uh, other thing that I really dug is that they were giving... Facebook a lot of shade. Apple was so this isn't specifically. I missed that. Uh, I didn't read that. Related, mm-hmm. yeah. So it seems like this. They they've kind of set up um, Safari. They've set up Safari now to kind of like have more of a. So what tends to happen is like browsers typically offer up your login token for any plugin that asks you for it. So like as soon as it plops up, it's kind of like oh par for the course you're already like if you're using you know facebook login or whatever it kind of keeps it there like that little token kind of keeps on doing that kind of stuff but now safari uh is actually going to be asking for specific permission before telling um you know the share buttons or comment section that you're in it's actually going to pop up so that also applies to facebook comments on third-party sites uh that specific feature was demoed by federighi 
Craig Federighi, and Facebook was the co- Facebook was the company that was called out on stage. But it also really has consequences for Google, um, for Google and Facebook's. You know, that's that really is for like the competitor tar- targeted ads and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they really actually just called Facebook out to make sure that you know you are opting into. All of this data transfer versus it just happening in the background, which is what tends to be happening. You guys definitely should check out the, I mean, if you have the time to check out the keynote. I think it was two hours long. I haven't watched it. But it does call out quite a few of these things in terms of Facebook. And then you shared with me something that I kind of in passing heard as well, that there's some um, some information, like meaning like Facebook is addressing the whole phone addiction business. It was Apple. I'm sorry. Yeah, I misspoke. Apple has made changes. Apple basically got up there and was like, we know that our phones are stressing you guys out. So we're going to implement some changes to sort of get you off the phone. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what? What change? What? What? Uh, It just, I think it's making you be able to track. It's like tracking some of the stuff that you are doing so that you're at least aware of the amount of time that you are spending online. So it's like digital health. Is something that they're really focusing in on there. So, oh, I sent it to Elsie from BuzzFeed last night. Hold on. Yeah, I have another link here from Engadget. Apple so it just says released, that here it is. It says um, midway through Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference, senior VP of Software Engineering brought up a serious topic: how much time we spend on our phones and how addicted we've gotten to apps over the years. Um, it all goes back to Silicon Valley companies having an existential crisis in general over time well spent. Nowadays, companies are positioning them themselves as trying to help address humanity's over-reliance on tech, and they're giving customers new tools to help them manage their digital lives better. In fact, Google announced a similar initiative a month ago. Apple's first tool for managing your attention is called Do Not Disturb During Bedtime. At night, you can turn this feature on to make sure your notifications go dark. If you fumble around for your phone and turn on the screen, you won't be hit by a barrage of notifications. You can delay getting all the messages until the morning when you're ready for them. So like that actually would be helpful for me because sometimes I mean, because I get up in the middle of the night for various reasons and I use the phone as a flashlight, but then I get sucked into the notifications that I have. So it would be nice to just not have to think about it until seven instead of like being like, oh, someone liked my thing on Instagram at 4 a.m. Cool. You know, right. And they also have, are going to have usage reports, and they'll show you how you're wasting your time, which is awesome. <laughs> um, and then you yep. can set Screen limits time reports. for, yeah, those, I think the notifications, I think they really nailed it mm-hmm. for a lot of things, because we tend to be sort of like little dogs. Like whenever you see, you hear a ping or you see a notification, you're like, oh my God, I got to go see it, at least for me. I'm like that. It's like if I see a notification or I hear a little ping, I like immediately want to go check. And it veers me off of yeah. other things. So to this. They, yeah. Go they're going to put it together. So that's that's cool. I mean, that they, they're at least starting the conversation around that stuff. Screen time gives you weekly reports on how much time you're spending on a certain categories, including social networking, entertainment, and productivity. You can even set limits within each app. And once you reach the limit, notification will take over your screen to remind you to stop using it and consider doing something else. On the other hand, you can also just tap ignore the limit and do what you're doing. And if you're a parent, you can do this per app or per category as well, which I think is cool because I would have killed to be able to turn off after an hour, you know, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube, and at least only allow, you know, I mean, they, they would, you know, my children always found a way to need some kind of app, but like, 
I know they don't need Facebook, so I would still be like, okay, here, you can still do your research, but I've turned this off, you know, until you get some things done, which I think is cool. So those are things that I think are, it's nice. I think it's nice when companies think about our mental health over their wallets. I appreciate that. That's why I'm so loyal to Apple. Well, it's just another good Hmm. reason to be loyal to Apple. I know. I love that. And I mean, hopefully this, and all of this, guys, is going to be, uh, updated when it's through iOS 12. So this isn't available for us at this moment. iOS 12 is generally available in the fall. uh, And there's a new operating system coming out. I think it's like, it starts with an M, Mojave or something like that. Uh, I forgot the actual name of it. That's going to be updated as well, um, I would assume. Wait a minute. They're They're giving us customized emojis with our own faces. That's horrifying. That's only for um, iPhone ten. iPhone ten, yeah. That was kind of bummed by that because those are like that's like everybody's going like, oh, that's a Bitmoji killer. <laughs> well, also, but no one has so, the iPhone ten. You know. They stopped making it, so why are they making fun shit for it? Well, because well, it has the technology because just... it, it it captures your face. Right. right, but if no one else is, if they stop making it, I mean, what are they going to do? Can they give it to the rest of us? Well, they're not, I'm sure that they're moving into face recognition versus your hand, you know, your your thumbprint and stuff. So that's where they're moving to. And I have a feeling, regardless of whether the iPhone 10 is going to continue, the, 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 the way in which the phone will open with face recognition is going to continue. So that's going to, that's just going to keep going. So the 10 itself may not be redone. But the technology will continue. So mm-hmm. I think that that's where they're moving into. But still, I mean, I'm not I'm not a big fan. I was just bummed because I'm like all the oh, and I think they're going to have a bunch more new emojis as well. Um, cool. So that's cool. There's I think there's a cool. bagel one. <laughs> there's a bagel emoji. And then I think that they're going to have like um, people with red hair. Like I think that they're missing. So now like oh, there's ginger? dark hair and ginger. Yeah. <laughs> ginger hair. So um, that's that's a thing that's happening as well. I've, there's other a few other ones that are coming up as well, but that, that's the fun stuff. So those are the things that are happening on WWDC. We'll we'll kind of keep um, talking about that. I'm sure whenever we get to it. But um, yeah, that is all. That is yay. all about all of that stuff. Yay! Exciting yay. and new. Um, we do. We actually have a member vault. I wanted you to talk about member vault. But yes. I switched using Teachable for our course to Member Vault. And although it doesn't look like much now, it has a lot of opportunity to look. So like people who use Member Vault can do, um, they can put freebies in there for people to put their email address in and download and courses. And Elsie and I can um, put our one-on-one, um, people can sign up for that, pay for that, book us you know, book our stuff through there too. So it's like member vault is a whole thing where once you're a member, you have access to like, oh, here's this Facebook group support and here's all our social. And it's like kind of a hub. It could even really, I mean, it can't really be a website because it doesn't have pages. It's like a platform. It's a new platform for It's a for platform teaching. that works a lot better than Teachable and it works with our new email system, which is Drip because I got rid of MailChimp because Drip is smarter about um, circling back with people when they abandon cart or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess we just talked about it. Gotta go. 
<laughs> That's why I switched. It's because I'm I'm creating a I'm creating an interface that is she podcasts um transaction friendly so that it's not all over the place where you have the courses here and then you can figure out how to work with us over here and then maybe I can even put our swag in there. You know what I mean? Like it'll have everything in one spot, which is what I'm hoping for. Cool beans. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't know all the things. Why would I tell you? People have been asking us. So, I mean, now that's the only reason I put that in there. She does. Because people keep emailing us about that. Like, when you said that, like, how come? What? I mean, I didn't tell you because you don't you don't care. I don't think. No, I don't care. That's what. But the reason that I'm putting it forward is because obviously people care. People just want to know why and have I tried this or have I tried that? And I would just like to go ahead and tell people not to send me more suggestions because if I have already taken the time to move my courses from one thing to another, the likelihood of me doing it again on your suggestion is like 0.0%. I'm not moving it again. Yes. It is so much yes. work to move four courses and all the follow-ups that go with those courses, like all the welcomes, all the payments, all the email. Like, I'm not doing it again. So thank you for your suggestions. Most likely, I have tried it in the past because I've been doing this a really long time, either for myself or other clients. And someone introduced me to Member Vault. It works really nicely with Drip and the end. The end. Exactly. I hope you like it. Once it's done, I'll probably send out another email telling people that it's updated and looks pretty. I know it looks like balls right now. It's because I can't get five minutes to rub together in order to do anything productive. It's funny. Like, even if someone had the best thing in the world, it takes so much time to do that. Yes. There's no way. Listen, I need a break. I'm going to sit down here for a while and it's going to sit here and do what it does. And then maybe later, if I'm up to it, I'll try moving it somewhere else. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Why would it, even if it was the shittiest thing on the planet, it took me two weeks to move the courses and I had to employ their customer service support for half of it. I don't want to do it again. Certainly not before podcast movement, for the love of God. You know, it's almost like moving your house. Yes. It's about, it takes about the same amount of mental capacity to move something like that as it would to move from one house to another. Yes. Just not going to happen under any circumstances. It ain't going to happen, y'all. But thank you. Wow. But I love I love your passion and your support. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, to everybody emailing us. I just thought Justin needed to talk about it because it's probably easy. Like, that's the way that we solve problems for the feed. If we keep getting the same email over and over, we don't respond to emails. We answer on the show. And if you want to know, mm-hmm. listen to the show. The end. That's right. <laughs> So that's just an easy way to take care of it versus having to be like, uh, this is why this is what's happening. So, yeah. All right, people. I think that we're finished for today. And um, I asked for lots of feedback on many different things. So please make sure that you send it in there. We'd love to feature you on the show and just have conversations with you guys and, and get a different opinion because we are not the be all end all and we don't know all the things. So feedback at shepodcast.com. You can email us or send us voice feedback and see how nice Stacy sent her. She was actually, I think she said she was in her car and she recorded straight inside of her iPhone. I do believe that that's what she did and she sounded delicious. So please go ahead and do that. You can send it along and um, sign up. Please sign up for working with us one on one in Philadelphia. You, you guys, you're, you're, you cannot like pass this up. It's just incredible. We actually do have abilities to do uh, payment plans. So if you can't do it like the whole thing at once, do the payment plan and sign up for the early bird pricing. It's almost over. So please go ahead and check it out. Shepodcast.com, Philly, 
VIP, ShePodcast.com, Philly VIP, and goes yeah. straight through in the show notes. I'm not going to lie. As soon as it turned June 1st, I had a full-on mental panic attack about podcast movement, and it has not gone away, and it will not go away until it's over. All right, all right. Hey, before we do that, let me just jump in here. About the feedback, if you want to send audio feedback and you're in your car and you send it and you say, oh, I don't think that sounds right, send it anyhow because I take and listen to it. And if there's an um or a pause or something like that or you say something over again, I edit it and I process it so you sound better. So don't worry about it. Just send it. Just send it. All right, people. Okay, Jessica, take it away. Thank you guys so much for listening to Sheep Podcast. If you want to find us on social, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sheep Podcast. Our group is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Sheep Podcast. Please consider giving us a dollar per month on Patreon for doing this show for you. For free. For free. For free. Also, like Elsie said, don't forget to check out our podcast movement event. We would love to hang out with you. I don't remember if there's anything else. So I'm just going to say thank you guys so much for listening. Love you. Mean it. Bye.